Everybody and welcome to another episode of PCC Roundtable. This discussion will be including myself, Mr. Dan Doc Haas, uh, my good friend Jared Erickson. How are you? What up? What up? What up? And my other good friend, Mr. Phil Feltz. How are you? Yo, what's going on, Doc? It's good to be hanging with you, gents. Absolutely. To go full, uh, to go full Catholic Church. May the force be with you. And also with you, Father. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to Star Wars Cast. Uh, PCC Roundtable will be tackling Star Wars, uh, Book of Boba Fett, and just um, where we're at with Star Wars in general right now. Um, I'm going to kick it over to one of you guys. Let's start with uh, Jaren, man. So what are your thoughts of Book of Boba Fett so far? I hear there's mixed reviews, I feel, online from people who get paid to do this shit. Um, I want to hear what you think. So I, I feel like, the first of all, I never really listen to the people who get paid to do this online because I feel like those people are one, 100 times more critical of the content of everything. So they tear things apart and in reality it's really not that bad it's like the it's like the uh the yankee fans who lose two games and immediately that's it fire the whole staff that's it we we suck we're gonna tank the season the season's um, over so i i found it to be a bit of a slow start but i also acknowledge that they were building an arc in order to lead into the season and potentially future seasons if that works out so i I always go in with an open mind that it's going to build so i've enjoyed it Mm -hmm. yeah i think there's there's a lot of complaints i saw in the beginning about like you know the boba fett character how it's bland it was dry it's not the same as the mandalorian that was so much cooler and evil i was like Mm -hmm. more complex at times you know because of his interactions with with baby yoda who i guess should i start calling him grogu now you could call him grogu yeah i I, I don't know if i want to stop calling him baby yoda that's the i I know (laughs) either way especially after his performance in uh, last night's episode (sighs) absolute fucking legend anyway um i think this is boba like boba fett is a like just cold character he's always always been and if you want yeah. to develop like you know that sort of personality it's gonna to have to be through this show it's like you said jared you have to be in it for the long haul to have the payoff <laughs> and you know i think the payoff with this and how it's weaved into the mandalorian you know has been awesome uh phil what do you think man so the whole thing about the the character of boba fett to me he's he's complex on a different level in the sense of he is your true anti-hero like the 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 Boba Fett going all the way back to, you know, episodes four, five, and six, and now coming here, he's more of an anti-hero really than he is your knight in shining armor. Right. And I think um, 
in in the other movies people have always tried to give him more of a backstory and this does it's done a good job of trying to fill the character you know fill the character out and you know he you know he doesn't have to be a good person to be a good character and demand the respect and the awe that I personally have going through going through the show of him and you know you see it the way that for him you know when he he's taken over the you know uh taken over for um uh not for Jabba but for Bib Fortuna and his you know he has the command respect style not not living with the iron fist and instilling fear in everybody he wants to just make it be known i'm you know i'm here i'm not going to um make everyone's life a living hell but i will interject as as needed and to me that's the perfect management style and i'll interject with forces needed yes Yes. He's still Boba Fett at the end of the day. He's still Boba Fett at the end of the day. Yes. If you think about it, like they, this is technically speaking, this is a 42 year old character because this character, I mean, if you go with the the special edition that they brought out, what was that like 10, 15 years ago, 20 years Mm -hmm. ago, because I have no concept of time, but the original character of Boba Fett showed up in, Empire Strikes Back, which is 1980. So you're talking a 42-year-old character that Mm -hmm. we can't just, like the Mandalorian, you can't just fuck it, let's just wing it together and see what happens. This is a character that has interactions, has relevance, has Mm -hmm. screen time that already existed before probably a decent portion of the audience that's now watching this show. This probably predates some of them. So you have to, when you're building that initial arc to establish the character, you have to factor in what happened 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, he's he's more than just catching Han Solo and Carbonite and getting thrown in the Sarlacc pit. He really is more than that. Right. right. How about him going back to the Sarlacc pit? Yes. <laughs> and, and that, and that, that was a great illustrates- scene. That perfectly mm-hmm. illustrates my point that they couldn't, you can't ignore what happened in the Empire Strikes Back and just pretend like none of that happened. And then no. they actually, they uh, which episode was it where they established his origin, origin, which they call back to in, uh, in with Django Fett and his, you know, his father and everything. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's in, in Mando. That's Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Oh no, you're talking. He's talking about when he'd see him as a kid in Attack of the Clones. Right. Yes. Because yeah. they call back to that. Yeah. Right. 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 But yeah, it's even like yeah, it's yeah, they do. That's what like like I think Episode Seven did a good job at, and I think you know both of the TV shows have they do a good job at calling back to like the past, like the charm of the past of Star Wars, mm-hmm. while like you know not just making the same you know, thing again, you know, there's new characters, there's, you know, you're going to, you're pretty, we're, we're kind of discovering like a lot more of Tatooine on this show, yeah. which is really cool. I think the only complaint I had was until the first Mandalorian episode of the show, there was no outer space at all. Like I was like, only thing I'm missing is like 
I need to be a good space battle right now. Yeah. Like, I got So finally, like, at least like, he had that man, Mando had that, that one battle on the ship before he threw him out of the Mandalorian club. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Nah, and the other thing, I think having, you know, having Filone, Dave Filoni and John Favreau at the helm, the other good thing that I like about it and that I've come to appreciate through Boba Fett, through Mandalorian, both, is those characters who we know as, I'm calling them characters, that you just see as the extras, whether it's in the cantina, on this planet, some random fucking alien, you know, just popping up. They take the time to actually give them a credible backstory and and make them an integral part. And the one that always sticks in my mind is, um, you know, um, in Mandalorian in season one, when they are in the shootout and all of the stormtroopers show up, they show up in a vehicle that was literally a one-off toy from, from the star Wars Kenner collection. It never <laughs> was anywhere else. And John Favreau decided, you know what? I'm going to take this stormtrooper transport vehicle and I'm going to make it a central part <laughs> of my show. And, and it's all of it's all of these characters. They're they're you know they they do that, and they're you know, and it's it's fun to see that guys who, you know, they take the the fanboy attitude, but they know that they have to honor and respect the the lineage that that Star Wars has had for the last forty five years, and right. um, you know, and they they do an amazing job of of you know holding holding that Holy grail and um, presenting it properly for everyone to enjoy. Now, my, my question, um, not question thought to mm-hmm. you guys. Um, so I love when ownership, be it sports ownership, be it entertainment ownership, be it for me being a big car guy, when uh, a, a manufacturer walks in and goes, you guys over there that are doing really stupid stuff, but it's actually selling really well. You want to throw a Hellcat engine in everything? Screw it. It's making money. You guy, go, go do your thing. So is it is it a consensus that Disney is just basically dropped the money on the table, said, here's your budget, what you guys do, good on you? Because I feel like that, is a is what happened and b mm-hmm. open the door for some incredibly good decision making yeah the trust was earned i think with the yeah. uh with the mandalorian you know to kind of take boba fett and you know really put some time into developing his backstory especially because it's something star wars fans have wanted to uh, see for years yes he's kind yeah. of been like this really popular character that was in like a little bit of empire like the beginning of jedi and then he's a kid in episode two, which, you know, and the, and episode two is like one of the worst written movies of all time. I try to like, forget it even exists. Uh, you know, I said that about episode, besides episode one, besides episode one. <laughs> um, Misa Jar Jar. Oh, it's enough. That's enough. The secret Sith anyway. Lord. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> so at the end of the episode, the last episode, um, I guess it was episode six. Luke essentially gives Grogu a choice. 
you can either go back to the Mandalorian, who obviously Grogu is still very fond of, or mm -hmm. you continue your Jedi training. You take this little mini adorable lightsaber. Um, so just let's get into Mr. Baby Yoda. Uh, where do you think Baby Yoda goes? And man, what a performance he put in this episode! I mean, I I I was like awing him on the screen as if he was a puppy. Even like yep. when like Luke was doing the little thing, like the elevate the walk like like bringing him oh the levitate the hop the levitate him just to get him to <laughs> yeah. like, oh. and then when he starts like getting it and you just get like i get like so proud of him and i'm just yeah like, oh. um it was almost like i was like like like, like going said going nuts for a puppy or a kitten yes no you can't disappointed he didn't need one you can't help but just go oh oh my god look at him um yeah. the performance yes the um the thing i appreciate about grogu in episode six was uh, I think we're used to him being just in awe of things or having that childlike, you know, naive attitude of, Oh, let me go chase that frog. Or, you know, you hear the cooing and that, ah, you know, he just does the gentle naive, the little waddle and stuff. But like when, when um, Luke levitates every frog in the swamp, and you see his eyes get as big as fucking planets. Yeah. Like they, they it, actually, this episode brought another layer to, you know, to Grogu's character, as silly as that might sound. Um, and there was another, another scene where you're talking about the, the fondness for Mando. I think it was when he's sitting in the temple with, in the, in the, 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 the Jedi Temple with Luke. The place where Kylo Ren's gonna yes. kill him eventually. <laughs> Listen, Damn, that's another that's another alert. argument to have. That's another mm. argument for us to have. And I have thoughts on that to quote least, Wade mm. Ilson. I have thoughts. So um, but you know, just to see the admiration that, you know, and, and the the change in the face, and it's not just the the childlike, you know, wonder, um, and the fear, the fear in his face when you see the flashback to order 66 right and the Jedi, i was gonna ask you that was order 66 right that was that was, was order 66 right? that's what i yes. thought yeah okay. yeah and there are theories about you know where he was where they were and how he how he got rescued that i've that i've seen online so what did they say um that it was i think it was with the librarian of the jedi basically like the head librarian was able to stow him away and um and protect him because wow. she was yeah because she was a at one point a um a heretic and was looked down upon so um but she was able to uh basically make him one of the only ones saved wow yeah okay. um yeah yeah and the whole uh if kylo ren uh, my 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 thought on this is he he has to go to Mando. He he's there's no way he stays with Luke. No, I think he goes with Luke. Oh, yeah. I think I think th I think he is enticed by the ways of the Force. Hmm. And I also think that Kylo Ren's going to kill him because it's going to 
finally make Kylo Ren the supervillain that he needed to be. In his last <laughs> that movie. would be a pretty like, damn good way to do you it. You know what I mean? Like, he go over, it's like, oh, look at this, they turned him into this anti-hero. And mm-hmm. then you find out he fucking killed Baby Yoda. And that's it. He's done. I mean, he's like, he's like Voldemort at that point. Like, yes. it is like, he's worse than Voldemort at that point, man. Yes. Like, come yeah. on, dude. <laughs> but think Do about this. See it? Do we see it? Or oh, you have it, to. Yeah, you can't. Is it on. full Anakin where it's like we don't see anything and then when they oh, call no, back on, to it, they can't bitch out oh. like that. It's 21st century. Come on. Mm. It's 2022. You see what DC's doing out. with Peacemaker? Come on, man. Yeah, They're giving that's... us all that with like Peacemaker. And I get that shows for adults, but like, come on, you can like show Kylo Ren killing the baby Yoda. Like, if you want to make Kylo Ren the villain, like, the, 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 the nastiest, baddest, most evil villain in the history of the fucking franchise, yeah. you fucking have him kill fucking Grogu. And it sounds but, terrible. Like, I thought of it last night when I was watching the show. I just, like, oh, my God. I just steal my wife. I just go, oh, my God. Kylo Ren's going to kill Baby Yoda. I just <laughs> sat there. I just, I just go, fuck. I just yeah. held it at the top of my lungs. I was like, fucking fuck. Fuck! I was so upset just the thought that it crossed my mind, and I uh, unfortunately it probably would be like the best writing, you know, and the yeah. most like you know what would bring in the most you know eyes and the most attention to the product. I mean, you know, yep. or like you said, he goes with the Mandalorian and he goes off and becomes a hero. But then why didn't we see him in episodes seven, eight, and nine? Did we just not know he was going to be in existence yet? Is that what it comes down to? Basically. Yeah, basically okay. that and he's and the idea that he's not a he might be a strong force user but he's not a jedi so it gives them the opportunity to 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 keep the story separate and give plausible deniability to why one is not intertwined with the other necessarily right. now equally viable you can just have kylo ren kill grogu and they would do the same thing yeah <laughs> So that's my like one worry about it all that 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 we lose Grogu for for because of you know Kylo Ren and like as soon as I saw that temple I was just like that's yeah. not the temple where the shit went down with Ben Solo oh fuck Ben Solo Kylo Ren shit <laughs> but the other thing is I'm gonna I'm gonna think this way. and I th- maybe he kills Ahsoka in that freaking temple too it's the other thing I was thinking okay about. so so. Two quick thoughts here. And she has a show coming, I know. Yes. So, She's so delightful. If you have Kylo Ren kill Grogu, you completely ruin the character arc that he had through episode seven, eight, and nine and his redemption arc. Because now you've already redeemed him, only to say you've done the most, literally the most heinous thing in the history of Star Wars. So, but does that make his redemption that much better, though? No, because you just had him kill the the baby Yoda, cuddliest character in all of Star Wars. So at that point, he'll have had Grogu on his hit list, Luke Skywalker, kind of, sort of, Han Solo. Han Solo. (laughs) (laughs) We got got a lot going against him here. Palpatine. (laughs) <laughs> he even killed the damn bad guy <laughs> dude's a murderous fuck so, and we're gonna give it yeah i get so what you're evil. saying it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be tough to give him that character with all the murder that he would have committed at that point yep um but it also would make ray look stronger for being Fair able point. to bring the good in him 
Fair which point. I think Ray could use that boost to her yep. character. Just a little bit. I like Ray, but I think that would make her character a little more epic. Yep. And, and my fantasy it that way also. Yeah. And my fantasy book and what you said about Ahsoka, I think she is the one who takes over and trains him because he decides to fully, you know, he goes with Mando and she understands the balance of the attachment that they have in their relationship versus the abilities that he has as the strong, basically his, his species being the strongest force users in the galaxy. So her being able to still give him those, those abilities, but not necessarily having to tie him to the, 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 the um, rigorous, the the, the lack of the lack of empathy that, Jedi's are are supposed to, meant to have. have yeah yes. and that Luke is obviously buying 130 yes. percent into at this point in his life and remember who was who was Ahsoka's Ahsoka's Jedi Master it was Anakin. Anakin yeah it was Anakin so she's Not already too. lived it she's already yeah. lived the wrong side of that and now she can do it the right way with him right and then she even yeah you know, she she even says in the episode you know she pulled the you remind me of your father card at one point and has like yes right she knows your dad real daddy issues yep (laughs) daddy issues (laughs) and i was i was curious to see like i I would have i wish there was a little more out of luke when she said that because i would have liked to have hear what luke thinks of his father at this point i hope i hope they get inside a little bit if they keep bringing luke if they bring you know luke back in these next two episodes it'd be cool to see them get into like you know where he's at in terms of his peace with uh Anakin slash Darth yeah. Vader. And you know. and another little good side note going down tangents here. The um the CGI this Luke versus Mando season two finale, you could see night and day. So much better. Great of a job, so much better. Yeah. And you think I don't know the guy who they they hired, Lucasfilms hired as one of the guys to work on that that technology some guy who had after they had released the episode did his own version of that cgi and did a better rendition of it than lucas did than than they did and hired the guy to do it that's awesome i love it's like those people like like crack iphones like apple winds up hiring them for learning Mm -hmm. to crack that's like okay good old white hat as they should you come in here now you show us why you're so smart (laughs) so I, i it's funny you you dove into the whole like having luke be more prevalent one of my coworkers this morning came in and he's like did you watch it did you watch it i said yes i watched it and we're going back and forth and he said you think they're gonna do a, a like a luke skywalker series and i'm like Ugh. they already did it's, it's well, called the first it's called episodes four five and six, six. yeah <laughs> so the fuck man what else like, are we gonna tell with this motherfucker yep. you know you'd have to maybe you do like a kylo ren origins or ben solo series and he's in that but yeah, yeah. fu- you're gonna do fucking luke series come so, on so <laughs> I, I feel like i mean if they're delving into this and they're putting it in that time period which clearly happens somewhere in the original trilogy of movies that time what, period. what, what we're doing right now yeah what we it's just right watched. after it's after episode six I think Mandalorian starts right after episode six, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. It's like within okay. the first year after so, the fall of the after the fall of the Empire. I feel yeah. like right now we're maybe five years at the most from the fall of the Empire. 
Yeah, so. that that sounds about right. And then and then where we are now is also about twenty five years, I think they say, before episode seven. Oh, is it that much? I thought it I is that much, and okay. that's what gives you the op- so to your point again gives the potential for Grogu because his concept of time is so different from everyone else's. Think about it. At, right. at 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 seventy five years old, he's still wearing diapers. Right. Exactly. True. Yeah. So I, I could see where, I mean, theoretically, you have, I mean, would you say twenty five years of time where to lapse? Thir- yeah. And and thirty, if you really think about the five years before, you know, between 30, yes, episode six. Yes. So you have a 30-year span that you could do a series on. But to your point, Dan, you three friggin' movies. How much more? So my my response was, I feel like if they do that, that to me is one of those like last-ditch effort. Like, let's dig Star Wars back up out, dust it off a little bit, and do a Luke Skywalker series. Like uh, Disney, don't go that Disney route. pick Disney pick the right original trilogy character to do. An extended series on it's Obi Wan Kenobi, and we're going to be getting it at the end of the year. I'm sorry, that, that was the proper decision. One, yes. because it gives us a chance to get you and McGregor Obi Wan back on screen. Whoop, whoop. And that. two, who the, who, the, who doesn't want to know Obi Wan's origin story, man? Like, <laughs> come on, who doesn't want to know about more about Obi Wan? Isn't it or is it supposed to take place before Phantom Menace or like during the clone? It's during the Clone Wars, right? I think uh, the Obi Wan series. I think so. I'll I think look, so. I'll look that up real quick on the Google. Um, let's talk about the Obi-Wan series and just Disney's um, approach to um, you know, television with Star Wars in general because, you know, the three move the three trilogy movies are met with mixed reviews, I think all three of them. And I feel like towards the end I think it's a mild disappointment for most fans how it ended. Um, not the worst in my opinion, but mild disappointment. Uh, Rogue One, I think was a huge success for them. I love that movie. Solo, I think was a victim of, there was too much Star Wars and people were Star Wars out when it came out. I don't think Solo is as bad a movie as people make it out to be. I still haven't um, seen it. <laughs> but the TV shows, woo, man. I mean, these, these, they've just been so impressive and well done and well paced. And Disney just... Complete. I think these shows are better than any of the uh, Marvel shows that have come out over the past year. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And again, it's the it's the higher. I'll call it the higher from within principle. And I keep coming back to him. Dave Filoni is the linchpin of all of this. He was one of the lead um, uh, lead uh, cartoonists and producers for the Clone Wars TV show. For the for that, and then when they start getting ready for the live action, and Favreau is the one taking the helm, Dave Filoni is the first person he went to to do this, and that you know, and, and so Filoni understands what it takes to make a successful show within the Star Wars realm to begin with, and then you add to that the layers of bringing different direct to me that was a great thing and and having watched the um documentary after the first season of mando you know you bring on the different directors like um rick fujiyama you bring in robert rodriguez who is already a top-notch hollywood director you have bryce dallas howard you know um that threw me off by the way 
what? name popped up after the episode no end. Yep. Wait. What? Yep. Yeah. And Bro. so and everyone has a different style and the episodes that they were picked for fits their personalities very well. And um who's the other one? Um uh Peyton what's his name? Peyton Reed, right? He's the one who directed the Ant-Man movies. He was picked as don't go down that. We will nope. we will make chief jokes all night long, Jared. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Come on. Um, no, but Peyton Reed being selected also as a director, and, and um, he did the season finale of season one of Mandalorian. You know, you have all these different personalities, and you can get different perspectives. And it's not a one note monster of the week, case of the week kind of thing. And it just it never got stale. See, I, right. I feel like like as much as I understand the producer is kind of up here, mm-hmm. is is like the general back in the tents and, and the director and every, and the cast yeah. are in the trenches, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Favreau, I mean, like just looking at his filmography as a producer and I'm just looking through some of this stuff and it's like, Jesus Christ. Like I look, I will never. What he has done, yeah. I will never discount those respective directors and what the cast does and all that other stuff. But looking through, and he just, given his resume, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy who just goes, "I'll make some producer level decisions, but you guys do your thing." Like I feel like he's elbows deep in it. He's on set every day. He's on right. set every day. So whether he's directing an episode or not, he's there behind the scenes, every spot. Clearly, Disney's sitting there after whatever Spider-Man or or mm-hmm. Endgame and saying, "Hey, listen, we're thinking about doing this thing with Star Wars," and he just says, "Say no more, fam." Mm-hmm. Like it was such a great decision, and like you said, hiring in-house. Like, sure, they could have gotten a producer from anywhere, but it's like, hey. Come on over. Let's yeah. talk. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, even the character, even, even, um, what was I going to say? Um, with the development of Grogu, the physical puppet itself, right? Bringing, when they were first going to use it, they brought George Lucas on, on set to get his stamp of approval on it. And just say, you know, is that, you know, he's like, this is, this thing is amazing. This character, this creature is absolutely amazing. Um, and, and the technology that they've used for it. And it's the, um, the LED boards that they use these giant LED boards in the back to get the natural light from whatever landscapes they go out and do their, you know, do their, their background filming for, right. um, you know, they've, that's been another theme technically is there's a technology out there that's budding or has an opportunity for use. Let's take it, let's tweak it and let's see what we can do. And whether it's using the led boards, going back to miniature practicals for things. Um, you know, all the, you know, there's a lot more, there's a lot more practical effects than there are, you know, CGI going on. In, in all of these episodes. And it brings an added layer of realism to everything. 
which is what Star Wars is about for me. That's yes. like the complaint of the uh, the one through three, uh, especially Bingo. especially one and two. Nailed Way it. too much, and I and I, I I give Lucas credit for like setting a lot of that in like um the capital city. What's it called? Off the top of my head, Coruscant. You know. And mm-hmm. that's a place that would make a lot of sense to like have very high techy looking because it's supposed to be like this big city type feel. But it New was York just city it was it, right, but it was done so much that you lost the charm. Whereas, like you know, as they can say we did before, the charm is there with these episodes. Um, mm-hmm. Before we go, I want to back to the Obi Wan to give make sure we will get in the right. Oh episode. yeah, sorry. Yeah, it takes place after um, episode three, in between three and four, ten okay. years after episode three. Uh, McGregor's back playing Obi is Obi Wan. Hayden Christensen will play Darth Vader. Oh, I was um, looking at the cast. So Obi has already yeah. taken the high ground. I have the high ground now, Anakin. <laughs> also, I was looking it, at that cast. That's crazy. Yeah, Joel Edgerton and oh, I'm going to say this wrong because I don't know who this actress is. Bonnie Piasi or Peace, maybe. I don't know if any of you guys know who she is. No. I apologize for butchering your name. They'll return as Owen and Baru Lars, better known as Luke Skywalker's uncle Owen and Aunt Baru, and presumably we'll see wow. someone playing a young Luke. Okay. Um, Moses Ingram's in it, Joel Edgerton, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, I think I said that. Oh, right. Kumail, yep. he, oh, yeah. he's great. Um, yeah, yeah, I recognize him, I just don't know where I recognize him from. He's, uh, he's Kingo in Eternals. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that, okay, sweet. Um, uh, can we talk uh, about the fact that Han is in this for anybody who's a Fast and Furious fan. I'm not a Fast and Furious fan, so I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, you have have a couple (laughs) of years to catch up on, but yeah, 10 you've just got you know 30 hours of watching worth work to do. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. Um, Deborah Chow is directing the series. Okay. She did, she did episodes three and seven in Mando season one, and that's oh, and that's okay, all and that's what I got. I know, yes. Okay. In case you're wondering, Stephen Cannon is in two episodes as Moisture Farmer. <laughs> God bless. It's going to be a lot of that in Tatooine. <laughs> another tattoo. Yeah. It'll be another. I think it's going to be another Tatooine heavy show. I'm wondering with that show because, like, you know, it's ten years after Sith. Nine years before New Hope, and Obi Wan ages a lot from you and McGregor to Alec McGinnis. Alec McGinnis. Yes. Alec McGinnis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was thinking of Nigel McGinnis and Alec Guinness and combining them. I just Still hear a lot of that. Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, I wonder if he has some sort of spell or some sort of cloaking he does, and I can't wait to see his interactions with Vader post. Does yes. Vader do something to him that makes him banish himself and ages him? Because I feel like Alec Guinness is too old for how old you and McGregor is going to be at this point. Does that make maybe sense? Maybe just gets maybe just gets hit with a single bolt of Sith lightning. It's like it's like when Elsa accidentally hit uh, Anna and and gave her the the, the white streak <laughs> in the hair. Damn, with the frozen reference. The frozen reference. Oh, don't forget O'Shea Jackson Jr. is in this also. Yes, he is. AKA Ice Cube 2. Okay. And Deera Varma is in this. She was in uh, Game of Thrones. She played the the the, the Dorn girl that's I think you guys watch Game of Thrones? No. Yes. 
Oh, okay. Nope. So I'm just going to move on from there. Rupert, Rupert Friend, Sun Kang, Simone Kessel, and Benny Safdie. Those are the names that I uh, see. Rupert Friend, there. by the way, plays a badass character in Homeland, if you've never watched Homeland. No, I never watched Sorry. Homeland Inside. before. So good. Um, can I just talk about how, and and I can't, I can't take personal credit for this. This is... Um, a, a good friend of mine, one of the other coaches on the baseball team, um, we would, I was, we were talking about this the other day, how while the kids are in the uh, baseball clinic, we would sit in his car and watch the next episode of Boba Fett. And he, every single time comments on the opening credits that has been really a Disney thing where the opening credits, you see Lucasfilm limited limited. Right, and then and it all the flashes faces. all the faces, <laughs> and and it's uh, who do you have? You have Darth Vader, you have Kylo Ren, you have C three PO, R two D two, like yep. just Kylo Ren, but, murderous fuck, <laughs> the Grogu killer, and but like just the you know Grogu goes Jedi, he's getting killed by Kylo Ren anyway. I'm sorry, oh, right. I'm getting off the edge. I'm sorry, Garrett, but like you can't get it off my head. You can't get it off of it. <laughs> The qual like just the quality of it and the the Disney not the not the animated Disney touch but the that just that Disney series touch that it puts on it. Chef's like, kiss. I'll, yeah, look, the chef's kiss. You're trying to say is it, it it reminds you of an the MCU Avengers intro? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it, it it reminds me of the improvement in quality that the Avengers and other MCU movies really started to see with Disney's chef's kiss. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, hats off to them. like, I mean, they, they basically throw the, the, the Disney budget, which did they even have a budget? No, I don't even know. They, they, um, they want, no, they're more money than God. <laughs> they, 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 they throw their unlimited mouse budget at it. And yeah. You could tell that they do that because if that little, what is that, 10 seconds, 15 second intro, mm -hmm. if that is that good, and it doesn't call to newer characters immediately, it doesn't immediately go to Mando or Grogu, or it calls back oh, to the characters course. that made mm -hmm. that series. All of those faces are critical faces, including the murderous fuck that have made the Star Wars franchise, what it is. So that attention to detail and down to how the the light wipes across and yep. reflects off. Like, I mean, how many hours and hours are probably spent putting that together? Right. I just, yeah. if that is that good for 15 yeah. seconds, imagine the rest. Now you talk about hours, but I watched that like Imagineering documentary. And if they say someone from Disney did put that together, like, those motherfuckers have they they think about things like that in a different world yeah. than we can even possibly imagine. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, you know, I because like I could see it happening even quicker than you think happening. Just like you know the idea end because these guys just get paid to do shit like that all the time. Some people's yeah. brains just work like that in a creative sense. You know, um, I am. I lost my train of thought. I am quite excited for what disney is doing with the tv shows do you think they'll take another crack at movies again at some point um yes because i know one of the things i had actually saw pop up last week 
there was a, over the last, I'll say two years or so, there was a young adult trilogy. I don't remember what it was that Lucasfilms picked up the, the rights to. And um, Disney came back to them and basically said, guys, we understand you wanting to branch out and, you know, take, take a shot at something else that's beyond the traditional Lucas, Star Wars, you know, Indiana Jones. But guys, just let's stick with the wheelhouse. We, we've, you know, we have the groove going. Just oh, for you. Focus. Yeah. <laughs> Where are the that, rings? <laughs> is that Children of Blood and Bone? That's the one. So, yes. So they quietly, Disney and Lucasfilms gave up, let the rights pass on it so that they can just focus full bore on, on Star Wars, basically, uh, and maintaining the legacy. So they could focus on Star Wars, Willow, and Indiana Jones. Yeah. You yeah. I keep forgetting they're, they're going to try the Indiana Jones thing again. Why I'd be okay with that. that. I'd, I'd be okay I with that. I didn't like the last one at all. It's aliens. Nazis, aliens. No. They don't, it's, no. <laughs> you lost so, you lost me there, guys. I, I I had to I had to Wikipedia because first of all you Wikipedia everything. But um Mark. I'm really trying trying to get away from the whole you just Google it, you, you Wikipedia it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you're just cutting out the middleman, is that what you're trying to do? Yeah, Are you yeah, trying to right. stick it to Google? <laughs> Probably not, no. Because at the end, Google will stick it to me. So Google will um, buy Wikipedia. Exactly. <laughs> Unless Disney buys Wikipedia. Oh. Hey, just New like York they're going to buy just like, this week. Just like they're going to buy WWE. Exactly. <laughs> and then exactly. Kylo Ren's going to win the Royal Rumble in like 2027. Yeah. Oh. And then after he wins the Royal Rumble, he's going to go under the ring and he's going to pull out Grogu's head severed from its body Stop. and it's going to be straight up yeah. nuclear like straight heat like <laughs> no one has seen since like hulk hogan <laughs> went to the nwo they're going to be throwing tomatoes i just booked the 2027 royal rumble, royal rumble. Wait, be the where greatest thing ever <laughs> where, 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 where's wade else when we need him somebody give him a wade call. would buy this you know yeah. he would buy this <laughs> yeah. he's not a star wars fan but he would buy this he would absolutely <laughs> so and that surprises me that he's not a Star Wars fan. That and then John Cena anything. comes out dressed like Peacemaker <laughs> and takes out Kyle Ren. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I can't. So, so Disney There's some good shit back. <laughs> Disney completed anyway. the acquisition December twenty first of twenty twelve, so just shy of ten years ago. Okay. Um, so I started looking at what has come out since they acquired. Lucasfilms. Okay. So they came out with uh, episodes seven, eight, and nine. Yep. Han. Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Rogue One. You're right. Yeah, Rogue One. Yeah. Solo. Solo. Seven, se- I'm sorry. I said seven, eight, nine. Seven and eight. Rogue One. Solo, which I'll admit I haven't watched either because mm-hmm. it got so panned. All right, so time out. You are really doing yourself a disservice by have never seen Rogue One. Okay. That's like, the, of the four movies that Disney has done so far, that is undoubtedly the best of the four. I put really? Rogue One up there with the original trilogy. Like, I'm talking yeah. like Empire oh, yeah. Strikes no, no. Back. Rogue One, yes. 
I'm talking yes, like Rogue Empire 100%. Strikes Back, New Hope level, awesome yeah. movie. Rogue One um, was fantastic. Okay, so you have seen Rogue One. Okay, I've okay, seen Rogue okay. One. I've never I seen misunderstood Solo. you. I've yeah, Solo, Solo. I said Solo was, I think, a victim of when it came out. Um, Chewbacca is probably the baddest motherfucker in the movie, which I have no problem with. I love Chewbacca. Um, because the Wookiee's the baddest motherfucker in the Boba Fett series. You always yeah, love the Wookiee win. Bad, love the Wookiee, <laughs> bad motherfucker. Yeah. You definitely should check it out and just let me know what you think. Like, they, they do like the whole Kessel run, and that's pretty cool. You know, All right. they address some Star Wars history that's always been in people's mind. And mm-hmm. I just think it's a better movie than some people give credit for. And there's also a badass uh, special guest character and if you don't know the okay. spoilers alright yeah. I'll take so, it cam- badass cameo character but nice. do they do it in 20 parsecs though oh they do it okay they that's do fair. it yeah and then also uh, no I'll let you guys see because I don't want to ruin okay. anything but you should definitely check it out it's really not as bad mm-hmm. it's like you know it's like it's you know those like Marvel MCU movies that aren't great and are just like eh, this, is, this, is, this is good Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. How about this? Yeah. To to par it up. Okay. Just to. It's better than any episode one and two. I'll tell you that right now. Well, everything is better than episode one. Oh, Um, by the way, love the callback to episode two with the new Mando Mobile. Yes. Yes. Naboo Starfighter with a carburetor with it with a with a full (laughs) with a full full block heavy 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 block carburetor I, engine <laughs> i was dying with that that was funny yeah. as hell it's like and that character i'm glad that they brought her over from the mandalorian because she's she's hilarious. funny yeah mm-hmm. she's so funny and good on favreau for giving the uh the one through three trilogy some love good for him yeah yeah well, finding some finding some I'm, use for it exactly I, finding I, the good parts actually three yeah. i can't I, I can't knock three i think revenge of the Sith's a good movie and and i really i didn't hate two it was just. I like the last uh, hour of two, like last forty-five minutes. Like once, like Yoda has a lightsaber fight, I was in. I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> All you, you, you needed, you needed to do this like earlier in this episode because when he starts fighting do- do- Doku, I'm just like. Because I remember we were, I remember watching with friends. We all we we all cut schools my senior year, might have been my junior year, and we cut school to go see it at like noon the night after it came out or the morning after it came out. Mm-hmm. we're watching we're like yeah this is cool this is cool and then you know to bust out the lightsaber we're all just like oh oh they were getting all pumped up and shit he's doing backflips and stuff so the last 45 minutes of episode two episode two is just a terrible it's the same as episode one just terribly written terrible scripts one's mm-hmm. just boring you yeah. know two is too long and there's just too much bullshit in two yeah so I, guess. I, I mean I, I'll be honest. in my opinion I watched episode one once and, and I keep saying that I gotta go. I have to go back and watch it to at least make sure that I didn't miss something. And I, every time I say it, I'm like, I just can't, I can't do it. I Jared, can't. once Jared. I get past the pod racing scene, I'm just over episode one. Like, well, here's what I was going to say. You know what the best part of episode one, the best thing about episode one was, the yeah. fact that Star Wars licensed the pod racing video game on N64. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I, I just I, I, remember that I game. view 
I, I vaguely remember episode one. I just remember thinking episode one is like, you do like those food challenges at certain restaurants where you get a t-shirt, which yeah. I don't know what the t-shirt does with your heartburn and like potential heart attacks and yep. strokes. But it's like, by the end, you're like, make it stop. Please God, make it stop. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't do this anymore. Like mm-hmm. I want to just sit back down and watch it again, but it's like, Oh God, it's so terrible. But I've had so, many a time where I've tried to we'll go my wife and I will watch the six of them just or the nine of them and do a binge. And mm-hmm. uh that episode one just never make it through. No. Never. I could possible. sit through it too, but so to, to I can sit through two also. To okay. go back to my, my earlier question, to not put on part a benchmark where solo is. So a lot of hate for, for Venom and Venom let there be carnage. Um a lot of heat. I enjoyed it because I am not, I'm not the comic book guy. So, right. I'm in the same boat as you with the Venom movies. Yeah. Like I don't know all of the comic book stuff that, that Wade knows and that Grill knows. So I sit down and I look at it. I know the basic knowledge of the Venom, like symbiote mm-hmm. and the character and all that. And I look at the overall performance of the movie and I know that there's action that I enjoy. I know that there's a little little bit of drama, but not like to the point where I'm like, all right, fucking stop, move on. And then I know that Tom Hardy's hilarious in those two movies. So where does Solo fit in? in you kind of like... just explained Solo, but in Star, but put that in Star Wars. Universe. In Star Wars speak. <laughs> in Star Wars speak. And you kind of just explained what Solo is. Some really cool okay. action sequences, some cool space shit, the fucking Millennium Falcons in it fucking Chewbacca's in it like you know there's a bunch of really cool shit going on Donald Glover as Lando (laughs) right Donald yeah Donald Glover's young Lando there's yeah it's it's good in that sense there's Han and there's the Millennium Falcon love the Falcon so uh like it's got all that but like you said the story's okay but it's not uh, it's it's closer to good than it is to bad it's worth a watch Okay. You've seen every fucking other Star Wars thing. Go fucking watch it. <laughs> That's, fair. That's fair. I know that they That's talked about it. They talked about doing a, a Lando either movie or show. And I'm kind of glad they were doing a Lando show with the girl he met up with in episode nine. I'm glad I can't that think they what didn't her name was off the top of my head. Because yeah, no. I feel like that would have been horrific. The the daughter uh, Lando his back daughter. for nine. That's yeah, the daughters. They ran Lando back for nine, and getting that—that that was cool. I think that was the perfect cap to Lando, because he's yeah. not a main character, and I like him, but I don't like him enough that I need a whole show. At least I don't think I do. You know, who knows? The way they've been producing these shows, I might watch episode one and like, fuck yeah, this is great. Here we go, another yeah. ride, another great Disney show. <laughs> yeah. Cool, so, well, anyways, uh, do you guys have any closing thoughts before we wrap up? about the hour mark here uh i I definitely got the fake out on social media um that same co-worker we discussed the luke skywalker series with had just gone up on facebook and just put up you know you know uh mandalorian season three episode one was cool man and i was like wait what i started going on imdb and i I actually (laughs) went to my tv went to disney plus oh my god and i'm like what the fuck you and fucking then i figured schmuck. out that the hell's the matter I, with you? <laughs> well i had not watched 
uh, Boba Fett episode oh, five yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, oh, wait. That might be an episode five spoiler. Fuck. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> that said, initially I was a little annoyed at how Mandalorian-centric they went. And now I'm starting to see, like with episode six, how they're they're yeah, not they're just making together. it an egregious yeah. Mandalorian callback. They're actually starting to push the two ends together. Like, keep going. Okay, you're almost there. Like, so I, I'm not as mad as I was after episode five. It, and I think that's a good tie into where we were at the very beginning of this episode of the critics. If you look at the episodes piece by piece and you just look at it with the blinders on in the short term, it's easy to be wrapped up and be hypercritical of certain elements of the episode or the episode in general. But then when you take the one step back and you start seeing the puzzle come together and you see the whole, the whole deal from the 50,000 foot view, it's starting to, it has come together and just that the way that the first two seasons of the Mandalorian did, and you're starting to put the bow on it, we're seeing the same thing here. And the fact that you even take that extra step back to have all the callbacks to the original trilogy and to have it come back in, it's it's a great way to just put a bow on, on the Boba Fett character as a whole. It's almost like the, and the way they're approaching the stories, I kind of bring the Mando story into it. You know, it's very much like, you know, the Tolkien, the Tolkien movies, there's different storylines going on. Very much like Game of Thrones, yes. there's different storylines going on. Yes. Eventually, they're all going to come together. I love shows like that. Yep. Um, Except I for think the those last are my, season, I think they're, they're so. What's that? Of what? Except for the last season. Of Thrones, trash. yeah, yeah, obviously Thrones. That was just a show that needed about another, like, they needed 10 seasons. This is what it comes down to, if they would have mm-hmm. done it right. But that's another cast for another day. Um, I definitely... I definitely uh, like the way they were tying it all together, and I like that they have those multiple storylines. So, hundred percent there. Yeah. Yep. And hey, by the time that everyone everyone is listening to this, hopefully they will uh, either be eagerly anticipating episode seven of the Boba Fett of the Book of Boba Fett, or they will have been using this as a great way to look back on it and the close of of the season as a whole. So we hope you guys, yeah, we hope you guys are enjoying this. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's uh, wrap up this episode of the PCC Roundtable. Uh, Jared, before we go, tell them about Smoking Jays. What are you guys talking about this week or in your most recent um, episode? So this week is uh, that you'll hear actually the day after this episode airs. Um, it's really just a, a sort of a callback to – A previous episode uh, that may or may not have happened. You'll just have to listen to it to understand. Um, But really just talking about how we cope or deal with family stresses and family-ness. You just have to listen to it to find out. Absolutely. And then uh, also, tell everybody what we talked about on Pop Sports Shorts this week. I don't really want to talk about what we talked about on Pop Sports Shorts. (laughs) We t- we talked about sports. <laughs> there's there's some sports. That, and then that Brady done, guy retired, right? Yeah, yeah, Brady retired. There might have been Rams some and NFL. some other team are going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, there might have been some NFL talk, 
And I think you guys, um, I had to go dad it up, but I think you guys talked about the, the fake football. So the, the, the ones you play was... with your foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we also actually talked a little hockey this week, you know, to I, get did, the whole I did hear that sports yeah. shorts that plug in. We got into the devils and the Rangers a little bit. Yep. Nice. Are you a hockey fan, Phil? I am a casual hockey fan. I, uh, of the Rangers. That is fucking disgusting. Uh, oh my God. The hell? Um, you're going to be a casual hockey we... fan. My goodness. That's oh, like that's like saying that's like saying you're a casual chocolate fan and you choose dark chocolate to eat. I feel like white instead chocolate of milk is more chocolate, the far superior chocolate. So like about that, Dan. You like dark chocolate more than milk chocolate, don't <laughs> yeah. you? I'm oh a, my goodness! Oh, I'm a dark chocolate guy <laughs> all the way. Okay, that's like saying you're you're a fan of going out and getting drinks and you spend the whole time drinking Zima. <laughs> They still make Zima? I don't know, but I was waiting for him to say about that. <laughs> about that Zima. Yeah, oh. you mean, oh, uh, yeah, that's six. <laughs> you drink, you drink, you, you, wait, you know where to find Zima. Let's start with that. Okay. Right, let's make it in my bathtub. <laughs> what are you talking we, about? Ew. That's, that's kind of. Can we talk about I don't know if that's, I don't know if the Zima's worse than, no. Zima might be worse than whatever comes out of his bathtub. Probably. <laughs> Can we talk about a possible, <laughs> I know I say I'm not a huge baseball fan, but can we talk about, I know a pop sports shorts trip would be difficult, but um, maybe a network trip to a Somerset Patriots game. I used, I used to work in that stadium, dude. Nice. I used to work at the funnel cake stand there when I was in high school oh, and college. Stadium is fantastic. Yeah. I Although, like that stadium. Hey, and they're double A Yankees now. Yeah. And they last took year over they were, Thunder. they also doubled as a swimming pool last year. I they, saw that. That was a crazy flood. That was bad. Yep. Um, Phil, what are we talking about on New Normal this week? Uh, guys, we're, we are I, – I put it in our Instagram post. We are at exit zero at the toll booth to the road to WrestleMania. We've collected the ticket, and we are full speed getting in. So if we have wrapped exit up... zero, are you ignoring the Royal Rumble as exit zero? We just pretend that the Royal Rumble didn't happen? Yeah, we, we might as well pretend that the men's Royal Rumble didn't happen. Yeah, the men's Rumble is brutal, dude. They, yeah. They, we, we, I don't mind Lesnar winning, but what a brutal, like, booked rump, brutally booked Rumble. Yes. By yeah. the way, the from the OG PCC, did any of your wild predictions come true? Yeah, Shane McMahon showed up at the Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what we're talking about right now. That's why it was so bad because he booked the rumble and it was just brutal. He made it all yep. about himself and it was unnecessary completely. And yep. oh, it was so bad. Um, I'm trying to think where other crazy footage we we were I, right about Ronda Rousey. Right I about Ronda Rousey. Everybody was right about Ronda Rousey. I think yep. except for Bones. Yeah. yeah. And I uh, on our preview, I called the if Brock Lesnar loses to Bobby Lashley, he will be number thirty and win the rumble. I so, didn't say the third part, but I did agree with you on PCC that he was going to win the Rumble if he lost yeah. to Lashley. Yeah. Um, and, where I disagree with you guys heavily was I thought Roman and Seth was going to be a clean finish, either pin or submission. And at the same time, though, I loved what they did. Like, oh, oh no. That I was, was upset it wasn't at first. I thought their rivalry needed it. But then yes. I was happy with how the reaction Roman got. Like, a, oh, this is uh, well done. That's the best great. booking they did of the whole night. Yes, and as yeah. a matter of fact, I'm glad you bring that up because that has uh, been added to our running match of the year list candidates. Good. Yes, Good. so that's and on then, the list. 
Good. And then I know PCC is going to be doing a, uh, we're going to be doing some sort of round table WrestleMania week. Um, we're thinking of a random, we're going to think of a cool subject. Um, something that's going to be different from new normal. Something's yep. going to be different from kayfabe classics. So, uh, bones and I are still working on that. Any, uh, any opinions from you would be fantastic. I will. But, uh, make sure you check, uh, fill out on new normal, new normal wrestling, check Jared on smoking Jays and pop sports shorts with myself. And check out all our good friends on the Fourth Wall Pop Network, including the most lavish podcast with Brother Wade. I've used him up here with the Mother Hen Taylor. Uh, what am I forgetting? Crossroads with Diamond Dave, getting grilled with Mr. Grill. And I know I'm forgetting one. No, I'm not. I nailed it. I fucking nailed it, guys. Nailed it. Johnny Bones esque. He's going to be so proud of me. That's right. The, we the are OG, the OG, the baby right. face, the baby face of the fourth wall pop network. <laughs> oh, Bones, I love you, brother. Mm-hmm. No one hosts like you, man. Nope. Grill actually hosts better than I do, too. I'm probably the least of the three of us when it comes to hosting. But uh, either way, that's just me talking down on myself. It's been a pleasure chat- chatting Star Wars with you guys. I love all things Star Wars. I will always be up to date on Star Wars. It's like my, my love of my life. And, uh, I will hopefully see you guys all really soon, and we'll get together maybe once uh, Obi-Wan uh, hangs around. I think Bones wants to join us for one. I think he was upset. He could... Bones is supposed to be with us tonight, everybody, but he uh, last second had to bail because of his uh, work. So he wants to do now and wants to do something afterwards. But I feel like that'll be a PCC OG episode, and then maybe you guys want to come on and guest with us or something, which then will just turn into a round table. I don't know. Just fucking spitting ideas. What we what we say in Smoking Jays is that's usually when the writers write him off the episode. He's like backpacking through Tanzania or something, and then they have to write him back into the next episode. So that's he's a he's officially a uh, a guest character on the show right now. Yep, I remember. (laughs) Uh, Very nice. Bye, everybody. Have a good night. See y'all soon.